Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to today's 15-minute huddle. This is Coach Mike Husson. And I want to thank you guys for being here today. You know we had a great group call yesterday, and I'm going to encourage you guys, implore you, please go back to it and listen to it. It is a good, solid hour of high-content value that you can walk away with and implement straight away, and I'm going to definitely encourage you to do that. And one of the things I want to make sure that you guys get, and as a huge aha that I got out of what Gail was doing, is how she uses her showing agents without actually having buyer agents. And she doesn't use them on payroll. She puts them on, a, um, on an agreement, and she has a, you know, they, they perform, they get paid. So they got some skin in the game. And uh, the great part for you guys, because you're part of this process here, and go to realprofitbuilders.com later on, she sent me the document that she uses as her agreement, uh, to work with her showing agents, and she lays out the compensation, how she does it, does it. But I need you guys to make sure, and I'm going to disclose it here on this recording, that when you go and use these documentations, please make sure that you pass them by your brokers, your managers, your team leaders, your attorneys, your accountants, your family. Do something, because I'm not going to take responsibility for anything inside of that. So I'm not here to give you legal advice about how you should run your operation, but this is a simple form, and, uh, and use it to your advantage. Also, your buyer agreements that you're uh, going to be using going forward, which I definitely, without question, encourage you to do 150,000% of the time. Buyer agreements is study them for your state, uh, wherever you're calling from, and that way uh, you have the opportunity to know and understand what the the, uh, the legalities and the and the words inside of that and everything, but study it, know it, practice the presentation. It's not that difficult as you'll hear Gail on that call yesterday. But I just got to say thank you, Gail. She uh, you know she did an outstanding job in how she did what she did, and and I hope you guys noticed some of the things that I mentioned, um, <clears throat> which was her energy and how she flows and and her confidence and all of those things and each one of you uh can do the same exact thing okay so model what she's doing uh take some of the nuggets again make sure that you have uh you're in compliance and all of those factors but take advantage guys because if you're going to work with buyers you might as well work with them this way because i want you guys to keep in mind to be a premier listing agent not a showing agent not a buyer's agent and don't worry about that now. You don't even need to have infrastructure. You don't even have the payroll. You don't even have office space to do this stuff. She was in Spain, and she sold a, I think it was, I can't remember the number, but it was a four or five or $600,000 house without even being there. So it was very cool. Gail, thank you for your time yesterday. We all totally respect it, and we appreciate it. So today, I just want to kind of button up. I don't want to get too much too crazy on this, but I want to button up some of the philosophies on working with buyers. Guys, I know you're going to work with buyers, and if you're going to do it, let's do it in an efficient and effective way. Because there's no, you know, there's people that say, well, you shouldn't work with buyers. But ultimately, we know that we end up doing that. So there's some philosophies and some bullets that I want you to keep in mind, and then you can pick and choose how you want to go down this path. But the simplest is to what we talked about yesterday, and some of these nuggets today that I'm going to share with you that I hope will uh, you'll write down, take some notes, go back to the recording at realprofitbuilders.com, download these documents, go through these recordings, take some notes, and set write this down standards on how you're going to work with buyers 
Okay, you must set the standards on how you're going to work with buyers. As you do with sellers, you're going to set the standards with buyers, and that's part of your business. Okay, you don't want to deviate from those. You may need to adjust them accordingly from time to time, depending upon circumstances and situations. It's not 100% perfect, but establish for yourself, okay, what are your standards, how you're going to work with these people, okay? And one of the things I want to make sure that you do is write this down, pre-qualify 100% of all your buyers, okay? And I'm going to go through this four steps at the end of this call today, just so you can wrap your mind around it, okay? And then you have to qualify them for motivation and, uh, and the type of home that they want to buy. And so these two things, you got to get them buttoned down before you actually put people in the car, even at some points before you have them come in to meet with you. Now, how I did it is I basically got people on the phone, had some chit-chat with them, motivation, time frame, maybe what they're looking for, some basic information without going into too much detail. I referred them to my lender if they were going to get financing. And that lender, I had a relationship with my lender that he had a standard by which he had to call my buyers within uh, that day, minimally just to set an appointment, but for the most part to have a conversation with them, get a great idea that they can buy or not, and then give me that feedback. At that time that I did that, I was also setting the appointment with the buyer. So I set the appointment, then I said, I'm going to have my lender call you, and then we'll go from there. So I had the appointment set up. Now, my lender called me up and said, Mike, sorry, they can't do anything, but we can do something in six months because we need to repair their credit or whatever the case is. I then was able to cancel my appointment. But minimally, I had an appointment set for them to come in and do a consult with me. And I never really did anything outside of that. I never met them at a Starbucks, frankly, back in those days, we didn't have Starbucks, but we, they had to come into my office. And I did that for a couple of reasons, especially then and especially, especially today is for safety reasons. I want them coming into your offices, guys. I don't care how you do that, but make sure it's in a public place. Um, I'm not going to even recommend a Starbucks. I'm going to recommend a hotel lobby. You can go to great hotels in and around your areas and meet people in a hotel lobby and sit down with them comfortably and professionally. A lot of people do that. Um, and so make that happen. So qualify for motivation, qualify for financial ability, and go on from there. The next thing that we want to think about is if you're going to work with buyers, guys, um, you might want to make a standard by which you, if you're going to personally show them for whatever the case might be, um, is that is to work with people that are past clients, okay? These people that you have done business with before are great buyers for you if you're going to personally work with them, okay? But I'm going to lay out just a point here that, you know, these types of buyers that I'm going to share with you are better than your cold leads that you have to nurture. There's nothing wrong with nurturing buyers with buy, when you, if you get leads or buy leads, but at the end of the day, if you want to have a quicker sale, which is the operative here, we have to have quicker monies coming in. We want to make sure that that dollar is coming into the bank account now versus later in the most ideal circumstance. So those people, as we say with listings, lowest hanging fruit for sale by owners expired, canceled, withdrawn, past clients, centers of influence, those are great. Okay, because those we know, those people have their hand up and they're saying, hey, I want to do something. Same thing with buyers. If you're going to work with them, we can now set the standard. Okay, I want to work with past clients. I want to work with sellers who are going to be buying. When I sell their home, they're going to be buying a home. Okay, and then I want to work with highly qualified referral people that are very good, that 
that have been referred to us, and they need to make a decision. Now, these referrals, that's what they are. They're not just people that you call up, but these are people that are referred to you. Hey, Bob Jones, Mike, wants to buy a home. He's ready, willing, and able. I'm going to give him your number. Make sure you call him and make that happen. So those are some very high-qualified, low-hanging fruit buyers that you should focus on for immediate income, offline, online uh, leads that you get, those are going to be required more nurture. And so those are three to nine, even sometimes 12 months of income later. All right. So keep your eye on that ball. Make sure that you're working first with the low hanging fruit and then nurture and maintain the leads that you get from other uh, areas. Okay. Um, you want to make sure guys, another point here, and I don't have these in any particular order, but I just made notes here is to tell your buyers and explain to them how you're going to work. Okay. This is the process that I do. This is, and I use this very comfortably and I want to encourage you to do this. Mr. Buyer, Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Buyer, let me tell you how I work, okay? Let me tell you how I work. And this is the standard you guys must establish for yourself. If you start rambling and just going off without setting that standard up in the beginning, have that conversation with people and say, Mr. or Mrs. Jones, this is how I work. And then you go into your steps, which I'll get into in a second here, all right? Um, as I talked about the standards, I wrote that down just as a sidebar here. Um, you also need to, guys, another thing here to think about is uh, what differentiates you from your competition, okay? Your competition is getting a call. They're meeting people at the home uh, without qualifying them, and they say, oh, well, I want to just kind of get a feel for them, show them a home, and then I'll take them back to my office later. That is the same thing everybody else does, okay? Or worst case, you talk to people on the phone, and then they say, oh, I'm interested in this or that, and then you say, okay, and you ask them some questions, which is good, but then what we end up deciding to do is put them on a drip campaign. Now, Gail talked about that yesterday, and I don't discourage that, but the way she does it is probably at a much, much deeper level before she makes that final decision to actually put them on a drip campaign. At the end of the day, Gail, and I hope, I hope all of you guys will do this, that you deeply qualify these people, especially if they're low-hanging fruit-type buyers, then you can do some of that. It's okay. But just be careful. You just don't want to arbitrarily throw people into a drip campaign and hope because that's what everybody's doing. And when everybody's doing the same thing, what you must do is you must do the opposite because that separates you. That's the distinction. Hey, come in my office. Hey, let me show you how I work. Let me go through the consultation with you. Hey, this is what we do. And so this is the differentiating factor. And when you create that differentiation, guys, then people say, gosh, this great person is a phenomenal professional. I want to work with them because I know they're going to make a great deal for me, and I'm very comfortable with how they work because that's what people want. They want comfort. They want convenience, and they want a professional. And just by arbitrarily throwing them against the wall and throwing out their drip campaign, don't do that unless you really know what you're working with there, okay? Um, another thing that I want to make sure that you're doing is with your showing agents or you're doing it yourself, however you do it, make sure that all the decision makers are on the showings with you. Oh, my husband's working and he's going to take my advice and it's my house and I'm the homemaker and whatever I decide goes. Guys, that doesn't ever work. I mean, it may work in some cases, but it's very, it's an exception. It ain't the rule. The rule is 
all parties to the consultation, all parties to the showing must be in attendance. That way you can get all the decisions. Because at the end of the day, okay, yeah, you take the wife out or the husband, whatever the case is, and then you go out, you show them, then you have to come back and bring the husband or the wife back. Because, again, they have to make a decision with this because they're not going to be living on the street. They're going to be living in the same house. So you might as well knock it out, okay? Don't, I don't want to hear the excuse that, well, Mike, the buyer's working and the wife is free and the, free, the, husband, the wife is working the husband's free. That's bullshit. You've got to just get everybody together and get them into the car and go take them and show them homes. Have all the buyers meet you at your office. We talked about that, and I'll get to that in a quick second here. And then the last couple of quick points, guys, is a, a, a good thing to do when you're qualifying your buyers is, and I'm not going to get into the very, very detail here. That's in your consultation agreement. I'll get that to you guys in the documents. But make sure that you have people describe their current home to you. And this will give you a great idea of what they potentially would love to live in. A lot of times, what is your ideal home? That's good. No problem with that. But tell me about what you're currently living in. Tell me what that looks like. Okay? Now, it might be totally different because they could be in a one-bedroom condo and they're having twins and they want to move into a big home. And it might be totally different. But those, again, or circumstance, you just have to address. But a good way to get them qualified is to have them describe their current home to you. Don't show too many homes. I'm not going to get into detail with that. And as Gail talked about, you'll hear how she does that on the call yesterday. Um, you want to make sure that you work on using the showing agents. As I wrap this up, guys, use a showing agent. What Gail talked about yesterday, and I, again, I'm going to be I'm taking that to, to, to heart here, and I'm going to be telling that to all my clients that I don't want them working on with buyers. I want them to get a showing agent. It's cheap. It's inexpensive. And per hour, gosh, it's so much it's so worth it for you guys to make that happen. Very, very important. So I want to go through four quick steps with you guys just to make sure that you have in line this philosophy. Step one is you get people on the phone and you ask them some chit-chat questions, some very basic fundamentals, when, why, who, what, when, and where, etc. You get through that conversation. You build a rapport with them. You start developing the relationship. You start talking to them. Next step is you've got to ask them about the money. Are you paying cash or are you getting financing? Either way, we need proof that they can qualify. Okay, we need proof that they can qualify. Three is, or the next step in that first step is to set an appointment to meet you. Most of the time at your offices or find a hotel in your area. Either way is fine so long as you book the appointment and then make the reg in step one, then you're gonna make the recommendation that you're gonna have your lender call them within the next seven to several hours to talk to them about the qualification process and go over the financing details. And now you have an appointment set, you have a lender in place, you have a place to go, and you have a meeting set up, very cool. Step number two, when they come to the office, meet and greet them. I'm not going to get into too much detail, but there's a very simple but yet most important process here when people do come to your office that they're greeted nicely. They're greeted by the reception. The receptionist knows that they're coming in. You have a space already planned out where they're going to come in. When they come in, ask them, would they like some coffee or something to drink? Sit them down. And then have your consultation sheet out. You must have the documentation with you. Don't just come off the top of your head and think that you're going to ask some questions. Take out your document. Show them, this is how I work. I wrote down some questions. We're going to fill this out today so I can get you what you want in the time that you want. Won't that be great? And then you go from there. 
do your consultation. Step number three, you go over your plan of action, okay? That plan of action, your services agreement, how you work with buyers. And you'll listen to that on the call with Gail from yesterday. Very, very important, very important that you go over, this is how we're going to work together. And this is the list, 10, 12 items that you have on your list. Customize it, whatever you want to do. Take the one that I'm going to give you, and you guys could use that. I'm pleasantly giving that out to you guys to use. But use that because that's your way to get them to sign step number four, which is that exclusive buyer agreement. Guys, get people under contract. We do it with listings. We can do it with buyers. And if they're not comfortable with it, then Mr. and Mrs. Jones, thanks so very much. I appreciate it. Have a nice day, especially if you've done all you could to get them to sign it. If they want to be freelancers or free agents, as they call them, buyers, free freelancing out in the marketplace, let them go do it with other agents. You don't need business that desperate. I'd rather you work with people that are going to be loyal to you than not. And if they're not, then get rid of them and go find somebody new. That's the key, guys. If they're not going to work with you the way you need to work, the standards that you have established, then go find somebody else. And if you're worried about finding somebody else, you're never going to do what I'm telling you to do here, which is get rid of them. You're going to want to, well, I don't want to hurt their feelings, and I'm desperate for a deal, and I don't have any clients coming in. Listen, you have to do both. You have to find people and consistently work on that. So if you have to get rid of somebody, you have to disqualify them out of your standard operating procedures, then you're okay. You're feeling good. Hey, I don't need to work with anybody because i got somebody in the backup to make that happen. Okay, but here's the key, guys. Get good at this process. It's not, frankly, that complicated. And if you get really well skilled at this and you heal yourself into this process, you can have a super successful opportunity with buyers, with sellers, go out there, list homes, and then you're going to have a great time working with buyers because now you're going to be showing them without being there. It's so cool. I love it. It's fantastic. Go to realprofitbuilders.com, guys, today. Listen to that recording from yesterday. Come back and listen to this. Sit down, take some notes, set the standards, be the professional that I know you guys are. Go make it a great day. I appreciate your time, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks so much. Have a great day.